To cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more uh, safely ensconced in the visitor center, hidden from the towering stacks of your library infested with the It's getting a bit tedious. It is. I'm considering calling an exterminator. How? Good point. Like, I haven't found any way to communicate with the outside world except through this podcast. Is there any book of mythical incantations that you found, like... Well, we are building the visitor center here. If if I found it, it's now part of the visitor center, yeah. and I'm uninclined to pull any more books well, out. I'm sure we can make that work with a little bit of structural engineering and a little bit of support. Okay, as the as the architect of the visitor center, I I, I kind of have to put my foot down a little bit because don't do I'm, it too hard. It might topple over. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Kay. I th- I feel like we've been stuck in here for three weeks now, and we're kind of we're kind of at each other's throats. Mm. For so long, I've wanted I've wanted human companionship. I always look forward to uh, to our weekly podcast recordings, but uh, I just feel like we need some space. I just got so used to having the run of the yes, place. Yes, I agree. It's very uneasy reading when someone's stuck in the same room with you, especially since we were sharing the same copy of the book. That's that. Yes, of course. Uh, this week's book. Yes. <laughs> to catch everybody up on the unnecessary lore that sprung in this literary review podcast, we are hiding here because the Velociraptors, a species native to your library, have been attacking me for defending the. Uh, uh, section of books based on films based on books yeah. and you suggested that we climb up to the rafters and we uh, and we like stick them in the uh, yes. uh, in the, in the ceiling and hide them from the from the live raptors and then escape via the uh, uh, underfloor That's tunneling fun. system so they seem to have been inspired by aliens to uh, aliens the sequel to the book of the film oh dear yeah i tried this this morning they were already up in all of the vents and i i barely managed to seal them shut with some some heavy tomes oh and duct tape well, the the one heavy tone. Yeah, my pillow. Oh, yeah. I, I apologize for that, but yeah. it it was necessary to like. They're only little fellows, those Velociraptors, but there's there, there's a lot of them. Strength in numbers. So we're 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 still safe in here, but I think that that neither of those options are are really going to work. Right. So we're going to have to take drastic measures. I was hoping that you'd have some ideas. I just like give them the book. What? Yes. As a junior librarian, I can't I can't in good conscience go along with such a. Such I a mean, it, it, it's only the book after the film after the film after the book. No, the book after the film after the book. The book of the film is the book. Yes, yes and, that's and right. it is only Jurassic Park. But and it's a paperback. It, it, okay, it's not a collector's item on all counts, and nevertheless, it holds it holds special it holds special uh, place in my heart because this is this is the book where we've uh, not even reviewed it. Listen, I'm still in my 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 first term as a, as a junior librarian. Mm-hmm. I, I just really don't want to lose any books because I I, I kind of feel a sense of pride now. Like I've it's the, it's my first bit of identity that I've gained since I've I've gotten mm. here. Okay, I, so basically. It's misery or your conscience. Misery is an option, a, a Stephen King book. I hadn't thought of that. I like one. the. <laughs> it's not in here. We don't have it here. It's like a, a, yeah, a, we do. A, we we have it right here. It's the it's the book of the film of the book because oh. a film was also made of it. Oh God, and the, we do. The novelization of the of the film has a lot more sound effects than the original novel by Mr. But, Stephen King. But they're not after that. Well, especially the crunch bit when she's doing the hobbling yes. thing. Yes. Yes. Like, oh God, that's that scene. Like <laughs> exactly. It's like the four and a half page uh, uh, onomatopoeic description of the crunch sound in the novelization in of one hundred and twenty seven. Hours. In super slow motion. Yeah. Oh, really get... Oh, good foley work there. But it is an instrument of last resort. And I I was hoping... Now, well, are there any other resorts at this point? I mean, a resort would be nice, especially the, and the never-ending <laughs> yeah. Caparinas. How I've been dreaming of those. Not to put too fine of a point of it, but up until up until your imprisonment with me in here, which is fine, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wouldn't call it imprisonment. Now, you used to be able to leave. Oh, yes. Well, I probably could still. I mean, like, 
I just have to like make my way through the Velociraptors. Okay, so I was I was curious about like exits because we haven't really talked about this before, and uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've never like, a front door. I've never seen one. Ah, oh, you can't see. Uh, okay, uh, you know how? Oh, it must be my problem. You yeah, know how Las sense. Vegas casinos work? Like when you oh yes, when you wander in and you like everything seems like welcoming and link, and the moment you're you take a turn or two and you look back. The exit is gone. Yes. It is just not there. It's <laughs> magical. Exactly. Well, the library works on a similar principle. Oh, that explains a lot. Because I, I, I have been to, uh, uh, to Las Vegas, and I sort of marveled at the, at the engineering of light and air and temperature, like walking around and, and just being tempted to veer off to the left because it's slightly cooler there. Which well, is I hadn't noticed that, but, yeah. No, but there's lots of lots of little temperature variations that when you stop and notice, like they are manipulating the course of oh. uh, 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 of people through. Oh, it must be it must be brilliant and horrifying and exploitative. I have one more question. Two weeks ago, we had an open day and people just showed up in yes. the in the visitor center. I, w- I ushered them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did they leave? Through the door. The the door is inside the well, it's visitor not inside, center. It's not inside the visitor center. I, I, I got them out through the back of the pantry and then down through the K section of the. And read books, and then uh, out, out across the corridor, down the hallway, over the walkway, through the swimming pool area, and then down the, uh, the service entrance in the back. That all sounds very plausible, but you know, I think we know each other well enough now that I can uh, that, that we can do this. How about I have some follow up questions? So how about uh, you come and sit over here? Mm-hmm. I have a very uncomfortable chair for you to sit in, yeah. uh, and I'm just going to turn off all the lights, and I'm going to sit here behind this desk, and I'm going to turn off one light. It's a very bright light. I'm no, sorry, it is I'm a bit like, shine sorry. it right in your face, ah, yes. and I'm going to oh. sort of loom. Don't mind if I squint a bit. Loom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably you should you should be shuffling around, and certainly maybe ask for a lawyer. Oh. And I'm just going to sit here and, and ask you some some some, uh, some some very basic questions while I loom intimidatingly over you. Is that okay? Uh, Sure. Yeah, Go okay. ahead. Like, so, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sufficiently intimidated. Is it safe? No. No. <laughs> that's a silly one. That's a reference <laughs> from uh, uh, Marathon Man. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, that's the dentist who who keeps asking, "Is it safe? Ah. Is it safe?" And then and then drills and like uh, our, our our dude who I think is Dustin Hoffman or one of those guys doesn't really have any idea. So, okay. Question one: Where is your library in the world? Um, okay, maybe question zero: Is your library in the world? Which world? Okay. Okay. So. Off to, off to really get start. I noticed, by the way, that during the, uh, uh, during the open day, that there were a lot of Slavic speaking individuals. Now, I can't mm-hmm. differentiate between Russian and Czech, but, um, where the fuck did they come from? I would assume the Czech Republic. Okay. And, and that is accessible from, from the library? Just... Sure, they have libraries there. Whoa. Okay. Are we, are we in every library? Well, no, we're in my library. And that is that is in the Czech Republic? No. Okay, I'm going to turn all the lights back on because I feel like I'm getting farther away from understanding things. I'm going to just just, just chill out. Did you like the chair, by the way? It's, it's, it's a little bit uh, metallic. It's like, yes, uh, what's yes. With, what's, with the, uh, what's with the straps down at the at the feet at the base? Oh, there, like, there. It's, it's for like, fun. It's, uh, let's not worry about that. Where, did, it, where did those even come from? I don't a, think I've ever seen no, that before. A certain, is, a, a, is that a car battery? Yeah. <laughs> a golf cart, yes. <laughs> Look, that's just for that's just for later. I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll show you when you're all grown up. No, huh. this this chair is actually you you might recognize it from a, a lot of these films uh, from the from the books based on films based books. Every interrogation scene, if you pay attention, uses basically the same the same metallic like square yeah. chair. You see it in 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 La Fabnikita. You see it in the new Battlestar Galactica. It's it, it, CSI everywhere. It's the interrogation chair. Ah. I'm very pleased with it. Do you know what? Do you know where it come, who manufactures it? Is it just like a particular style, or is it actually the same kind of chair? Is it like just a IKEA 
the standard interrogation chair. Well, we were talking about Las Vegas. I have once seen one in person, and there was a a restaurant in Las Vegas. It was just a a nice sort of diner where all the chairs were that chair. And Hmm. uh, uh, our mutual friend, whom whom I was with at the time, uh, I did not understand how how I marveled at these chairs because they're – they're kind of okay. Yeah. They're kind of kind of. Is that the same chair like, that, that, that uh, that's used in James Bond in uh, which one is it? Casino Royale. Casino Royale. No, yes. no, no, no. Because this <laughs> this chair uh, does not have a a, a wicker weave uh, oh, no, seat that you can conveniently cut, cut a hole in. Mm. Woof. <laughs> Maybe we'll review that. I mean, that is here on the pile of of, of novelizations that's of films like, based on books. It's like, is that is that your backpack of holding that or something? That's an amazing amount of books coming out of that. Okay, so I've I've been living in the wilderness essentially of your library for for thirty two weeks now. So yeah, I, I I have to stay mobile and I have to carry what I what I need with me the the, the various tools for uh, uh, tanning vegetable leather mm. and vegetable uh, leather. Uh, isn't that what they call it? Vegetable leather. I've Isn't never that... heard of that term before, but it sounds fun. I just want to say, I, I, I believe that I'm dressed in, uh, uh, in in an ethical little tweed romper. Well, the tweed, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, tweed-ish. M- minimal cruelty. Yeah, yeah, and only to those those creatures that clearly deserve it. They're food anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How have you been getting on with the diet, by the way? Yeah, okay. It's like... Because uh, we've run out of the good stuff that we that we took with us from the Right, the, I think we should, go on a, we should go on a foraging trip. A foraging trip. trip. Yes, this is what I was saying. We need... Quests to lift our spirits. Go to the cookbook section. Can we eat those? Depends. Are you a wheeler? Okay. We need some distraction from this madness. So let's, re- let's review a book. Yeah, yeah. Because we got we got quite a we got a, quite a cracker uh, uh, this time around. Like you actually, uh, against my advice, you you pulled one from the uh, uh, from the from the south wall. Which uh, I mean, it, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I, I can I can judge when a pile of books is stable or not. As a, as a, Give me some presumably as a senior librarian, you didn't even know what stacks were. I don't have from. to be able to lay, lay an egg to make a good omelette. But you have to be able to lay a brick to make a wall. Well. <laughs> and when's the last time that you <laughs> built a stable fortress against invading dinosaurs? It's, it's just what I'm saying. Well, no, that I have never done. Again, I apologize for the tone of conflict. I'm no, that's okay. Being cramped up is kind of getting to us. Much mm. like the, uh, the protagonists of our, of this week's book. Yes. The book is that by John Myers, 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 Myers. No, Myers, you're okay. You're okay. Okay, it's okay. Thank you. Oh, that's enough. I'm, that's I'm enough. quite sure how to stop saying his surname. I know. Especially in the biography, where yeah, much like P.D.Q. Bach, he was born in Baden, 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 exactly. down in Germany. And Mr. Myers, Myers, Myers. Myers. God, I'm no, doing no, it again. No, 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 no. Okay. I've got you. I've got you. Yes. Uh, the harp <laughs> and the blade. I've got to say, I love this cover. It's almost Conanian. If Very much a, so. There are strapping heroes, one with a harp and both with a blade. So yeah, it's a little bit ambiguous uh, in that one. Yeah. Also, blades, mm, you know, I would give them like renaissance-ish type I know. designs clearly dealing with well, druidic it, culture back it's like so he said that it's a it's a uh, from the from the author of silverlock it's a fantasy of druidic england which yes. there's some creative almost anarchic anachronism there how so anachronism well in the in the in the, in the age of the druids these these instruments and weapons seem very advanced like the druids oh. were, calling, we're talking in 3000 bce up to about uh, the year zero i mean like oh, druids have been long- made it oh yeah oh yeah absolutely they made oh. it well into the 800s so i had a hard time figuring out which era this was because uh, like based on their on their clothing and the and instrument well, of the clothing of is which like, there is little the clothing is also like entirely not british isles compatible maybe no 
maybe that one hot week a year that they have, like the summer falling on a Tuesday. They've got bare chests and a, and a, and a cape. Almost nothing got on the... their legs. They've got like a loincloth and boots, and that's about it. Bare bare legged. Now that that wasn't terribly weird on the on the. Uh, oh, and I mean, I, was... I mean, otherwise, like your if uh, your your pants are going to get like soaked up to the knees anyway if you're like tramping through a bog or whatever. You know? And that was one of the advantages of the uh, uh, of the kilt and uh, a breech cloth and 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 socks system that the uh, that mm. the Scots had. Because uh, kilt, it is a very warm garment. I suppose heat rises, and it's it's like three layers of wool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's like the, the full length of your body or the double length of your body wrapped around your waist. So we have our we have our two protagonists here on the front, standing in a, a in a British uh, a landscape with a with Stonehenge behind them, a Stonehenge and stormy clouds, and one of them the 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 sort of yeah, I mean the Conanian one has a has a red kit. Over his broad yes. muscular shoulder, and, and he's, he's holding like, the sword aloft. Is this, an, is this another cover by our favourite artist? This is Lance Wetherington the second. Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, you can tell by the fourteen pack that he has. The, the dude even has pecs on his biceps, <laughs> and a and a really gormless expression on his on his face, ringed by a, a by a fierce black mane. So holding his sword aloft in his left hand, the well, right arm resting possessively. Like, is it on the shoulder of his companion? Yes, the harp, who has also got a blade. But you know, yeah, but that, that's more of a rapier. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. This would seem highly suspicious to anybody uh, in the era. Also, it, it doesn't quite gel with me with the method of coming into the era that we're talking about. Ah, yes. We should probably get into that. Both our protagonists find themselves in... I mean, is it England? Is it Ireland? Do they actually say where it is? It also does make reference to the exact era, which would determine where the borders are or yes. which peoples are living there. Because it might I, be very early on when they I, were still I, I, I do think Mr. Myers, Myers, Martin... Uh, relax, <laughs> relax. ...needs to... Uh, I mean, he does mention uh, the Kingdom of Meath at some point, which is definitely oh. in Ireland. I think he might have just been like uh, playing picking mix with. Uh, That's what it what anything it sounds from like the because Isles. Yeah. I, I I recognized some Welsh names in there. In particular, the, uh, one of the two heroes with the uh, with the harp, Yolo Goch. Yes. Named for a, a, a famed bard, but I, this was one of the giveaways for the particular twist that this historical novel has, because Yolo Goch is what you encounter when you when you type famous medieval bards into oh. Google, and it's one of the first names that comes up. So Yolo Goch is actually the guise of a future time traveller. It's, it's one of those mental time yes, travel exactly. things where you like jump into a body in the past and kind of take control of it. Yes. Uh, popularized by the series Quantum Leap. Here is someone who has quantum leaped to the to the past where what's the synopsis of the series do you remember leaping from one body to the next hoping that the next one will bring him back home or something like that will be the leap home oh, yeah yes. that's very good writing what once went wrong uh, because he finds himself uh, careening through history uh, inhabiting the bodies of various historical figures some of them right. noteworthy and some of them trivial always with something to fix our eologoche uh, so the people around him seem to know what he is so he kind of figures out what he's called soon enough yes and he gets some assistance from his asshole AI. Yes. The little helping spirit, you might yes. call him. Going by, the, going by the name of Puccin. Yes. Oh. And I thought that was very, very clever. Like that, he, obviously he's speaking off screen to this, uh, uh, this AI that's, uh, uh, that's communicating with him and providing him with some, with some support from the, mm. from the vast distant future. And of course, his companions around him are terribly confused why he's speaking to the void. So, seems oh, to be no, like it's just a little, just a little Pachin. Little, little, little touch of the fairies. <laughs> yeah. A really like, offensive Irish accent in the, in the book. I thought it was, that it was so phonetic and so, oof. Ah, uh, well, that's what you get with American writers. 
So that was I, I thought that was quite clever that uh, and and it, and it's clear that uh, that Yolo the the harp is the clever one of the two because he is soon drawn into the orbit of uh, a warrior obviously someone as vulnerable as a bard can uh, can benefit from some protection in an environment well, that he doesn't well, know well, well to be honest actually bards they were re- held in really high regard and like assaulting a bard was one of the worst crimes that you could commit is that so yes it's like bards were like held in super high regards. Like they, they had basically had bardic immunity. <laughs> I didn't know it stretched that far. Like I know that they had almost religious reverence for 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 bards. Yes, yeah, like the jester mentality in a court is like like the jester could get away with things that nobody else could, and the same went for the bards. It's huh. Like they were had to, yeah, they like you couldn't touch a bard. That was like oh no, really bad mojo. Oh dear. Well, I wonder that. I mean, wasn't then bard incredibly attractive yeah, job have, for yes? But you kind of have to criminals. be good at it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, it's like yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole Which 14, Yolo 14, was 14, not. the whole fourteen years of training. Like you have to remember every epoch and story and be able to recite yes. it from heart and all that. Which is interesting because, like, a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of similarity between that and druidry, where, oh. who, who also had very, very long apprenticeships where they had to judging like, by the beards, yeah, yeah, basically had to learn the bloody plants, learn the trees, learn the animals, learn everything, and so it was all oral tradition. So yeah, there was uh, there was interesting overlap. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a strong theme of the preservation and propagation of history, which unfortunately. Is and apply um, to our our protagonists. Uh, obviously, as we remember from the the, the television series, um, uh, that uh, an effect of quantum leaping uh, is Swiss cheese syndrome, where uh, memories are selectively and plot conveniently suppressed, so they arrive as as babes in the woods and are dependent on their on their utter asshole AIs. Is that just a plot device, or do you think that like AIs are just like? Maliciously, it seems to come up, but like the, so, uh, uh, Yolo's um, AI is is uh, his Pliny one point here here named the 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 Pachin, yeah. the, the little uh, uh, trickster trickster fairy. Um, just the choice of name alone should give you an indication. Pliny Pliny the Elder, if you if you oh, recall, he was is, a some Greco. Nope. Yeah, he was a he was a Roman. Um, right, I mean, exactly. scientist is generous. Um, among his many claims were that if you are bitten by a snake, you should rub a pigeon's bum on the on the wound which will draw out the the poison until the pigeon dies and then get more pigeons until you're oh. yeah and that also the the one natural predator of the crocodile was the otter who crawls into <laughs> his open mouth while he sleeps and eats him from the inside so okay he, like, he wrote a lot of interesting about things, theories but yolo is encouraged to to seek the protection of the warrior in this uh, in this group mm. who identifies himself rather poorly as Boudica, which uh, it is the name of a historically famous warrior, but she was a warrior queen, and she fought against the Romans, and yes. she was uh, uh, she was Germanic or Celtic, although there were Celts in Germany at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, the Celts came yeah. from all over the place. They so, were... like, you can dig anywhere in Europe and find Celtic history. It's like, yeah, they were, like, all over the place. This immediately was another clue <clears throat> to me that we're not just dealing with one time traveler. That's there are two. Yes. Yes. And Boudicca is... The other one. Another quantum leaper. And I thought it was so well executed in the book, because they... They don't reveal it to each other. No, nope, like we have to. We have to piece it together from each other's perspective. I didn't catch it at first. I mean, I'm impressed that you managed to get it just from uh, Yolo's a standpoint already. Yeah. yeah, there's another thing. It's like you, you mentioned that Boudicca is well, a female and B from the wrong era, but um, there yeah. was a lot. I think there was more traveling going on back then than you'd think. I mean, people still traveled all over the place. People still visited like large parts of Europe. It was like oh, definitely. It was not like a having a weekend trip to Budapest or something like that. Right, right. There were still 
few people who went all over the place. It's like I think a few people is the is certainly the, the the way to talk about it. Like I think there were definitely a lot of people who, in their entire lives, might never range more than twenty miles in either direction yeah. from where they yeah, I where think they most born. people would be like that. I think it's also entirely possible that people from that same village would travel around yeah, the continent. Yeah, I mean, isn't and there, take months or years. Yes, I mean, isn't there like Viking graffiti in the uh, in one of the mosques in Istanbul? Oh or wow! Some, yeah, there's like some some, some Viking <laughs> Hagrid was here or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! They went long, long ways. I remember reading about salt mummies um, somewhere in the middle of China with like fierce red beards and tartan. It would be interesting to get some DNA samples and see where, they, right. you know, where, 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 where that comes from. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the story of YOLO and, and Boudicca is nowhere, is nowhere near that, uh, uh, that interesting because, I mean, both of them arrive under the, uh, the guidance of their asshole AIs, one of them the, the, the Pachin Pliny uh, 1.0 and the other one... Paracelsus styled in in properly like P four R four C three L dot S Y S Paracelsus. Yes. Oh, okay. Also, also historically a quasi scientist. He he called himself the first scientist. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a medieval quack uh, based on, who 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 uh, considered himself the heir of uh, uh, Celsus, the, uh, the the Roman scientist who who mm. was for his age quite a quite a good scientist, but Paracelsus. Regrettably, like among the many, many bits of bullshit and alchemy and untruths that Paracelsus produced, he did produce an essential, um, uh, oil? No. <laughs> We've talked about this. What's so fucking essential about oil? No, a, a, a truly essential insight that we still use today in modern medicine, which is the dosage makes the poison. Ah, Introducing good. the idea that something that is harmful may have a different effect in very small doses and something mm. that is beneficial may have a different effect in very large doses. Oh, water. I mean, you can still drown in it, but uh, something like... Well, you can drink yourself to death with water. Oh, yes, there yeah, is water. Like, yeah, yeah, upset your osmotic balance that you can like actually kill yourself from drinking too much water. I think you need to like drink like 15 liters in within a few hours, but it'll fuck you up if you're not careful. If you don't balance it out with, I guess, salt. No, I mean, or, yeah, if you drink yeah. isotonic water, it'll just be running to the bathroom the entire day. Which is most of my day anyway. But mm. uh, uh, yeah, it was Paracelsus who uh, uh, who brought mercury into vogue, which I understand, by the way, is still uh, uh, sometimes prescribed. Mercury. Liquid, liquid mercury. Yes. It's the, it's the emergency... The nuclear uh, option for constipation. Exactly, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, not recommended, and you'll probably get yourself an appendectomy if you're, uh, like, uh, 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 numerous years down the line. Yeah. Yeah, but where it's it's for those rare cases where mercury poisoning is preferable to death. Yeah. Yes. So uh, let's let's not dwell on matters like that for too long. A lot of that does like does come up in this era. Like it is a it is a harsh era, and I even though it was very poorly defined. Uh, uh, I did appreciate the, 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 the length that Mr. Myers, 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 Stop fuck, it. fuck, sorry, sorry, <laughs> went to, to describe just the, the, the challenges of living in this, in a, in, in a pre-sterile era, like how mm. you keep a wound clean, you wash it with leech infested water. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? Leeches were used for bleeding. I think it was the maggots who were, uh, are good at uh, eating away the dead Only tissue. Only some maggots. Oh, yes, it has to be the right kind. Yes. And that wasn't discovered until, uh, I think, the American Civil War. Like, that's well, rediscovered. Right, because, yes. I mean, we're talking about the Druids and their ancient wisdom here. Yes. I don't know if they had like that kind of maggots in the UK, in the, in, well, the, I say the UK, but I mean, of course, the British Isles. There was very little united about them and like there were plenty of kingdoms, but. Not in Wales, by the way. Oh. A, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to find a, to find a king of Wales in, in, in history. They didn't unify very often and they didn't use those, those titles mm. very much. Up north, more of that, like there was the king of the Isles and uh, uh, the king of the Hebrides. Uh, oh, up in the, up in the highlands. Uh, well, more, like I said, more on the islands. Uh, there's on, uh, on Isla there. Oh, 
upon me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, you know the, the, the history of uh, uh, Isla and that whole area. Finlagen's up there. And, and, and so is the ancient monastery of Lafrague and, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think St. Jemison's. And <laughs> no, Jemison's is back on the mainland. <laughs> oh, no, I got it wrong. Oh, I must have been talking about, oh, what is another Isla? Lagavulin. Mm-hmm. After this setup, we have our uh, we have our heroes, a uh, 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 Yolo, who is a bit of a is a bit of a schemer. Like he doesn't have a lot of strength, and he yes. and he feels like he has to. It's a good thing he can play that liar of his a little bit uh, properly. That was well, possibly hard. like a stroke of good luck, or maybe some bleed over with his host. Like their their, their traveling companions drop off one by one, one by uh, a, a wasp sting, and one by some uh, uh, something that tramples on. Like yes, really, the other one gets bookfoot. Yeah, yeah, until it's until it's just YOLO and Boudica, and it's sort of like like neither of them are of this time. They're both horribly misinformed by the asshole AIs. Like Boudica, who thinks that he's in in like the in the eight hundred somewhere, starts every sentence with what? Like Beowulf. It's just a it it's like pay attention. Beowulf, yes. Yeah, but... back when, when English was basically uh, uh, Danish, it was it was a uh, uh, one of the invasions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which ones was it? Was it, uh, yeah, well, anyway. What? We got the nine yard dagum theat kuning a thrimke frun on who that I telling us in Fremen. Yeah, he clearly did a little bit of, uh, studying there when he came into the. Whispered into his ear by, by Paracelsus. Who is another ASL AI and frequently gets it wrong. Yeah. Just to mess with him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's like three bar fights in the first five chapters. It's, it's out of, it's out of control. And, and, and by contrast, uh, Yolo Goch, who thinks that in 14th century England, starts every sentence with hark. And it, it really got on my tits. They use it like punctuation. They're clearly much earlier. If I guess from the surroundings, I would, I would guess like, you know, turn of the millennium, uh, as in, as in. That seems about right. Jesus times. Yeah. Now, if only Yolo and, and Boudica had this, had this level of insight instead of just yelling, what? And hark at each other yes. the whole time. Because uh, they're, they're each trying to like be a convincing local, uh, of the time, uh, being completely unawares of each other's, uh, presence. They, they actually think they're doing very well. That is until the point where they make their way to the witch of the all the the, the the last well the old hag because so Ruth or Dare Ruth or Dare <laughs> Ruth or Dare yes and she is setting them up with a famous riddle terrifying them with her with her uh, her various uh, uh, potions and 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 and, yes, and basically putting them on the spot and like you oh answer my riddle or die and the two yeah. AIs are going like oh no sorry malfunction can't help you <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the little pachin flits off yes. The, the riddle. Yes, that's right. The, the riddle where she, uh, she drags our two heroes who are, who are petrified by, by fear of her, her various, uh, smoke bombs and, uh, and lighting effects that she's, uh, Producing. really rather generally. I mean, it's a, quite a production, this old, uh, yeah. uh Ruth or Dare. I, mean, I guess is, she's uh, got her hand on some flash powder or something along the lines. And... Yeah. One wonders how she can afford that. And mm-hmm. she brings them to, uh, uh, to a little riverboat and she stands next to a, a goat and a wolf and a cabbage and she goes like, ah? Uh? It takes them a while to figure out that they don't actually have to, both of them have to sit in the boat. Yeah, uh, that, that really solved it. Like, Ruth just, just didn't, didn't oh, really like, think about it. Well, that's the whole point. So they, they, they eventually managed to figure it out. They, I think that was YOLO's thing. Like, he, yeah. he genuinely is the, the, the cleverer one, and, and, and Ruth is very impressed. Yes. Well, they named the, the, the wolf dog meat. <laughs> Who became their companion. I really it's, like it's, that. It's, well, it's, it's, I think it's more of a wolf hound, to be honest. Certainly uh, that he talks about the puppy eyes, which we know from earlier episodes. Oh, yes. It? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, 
It's yeah, the eyebrows is, yeah. a, is a unique feature of dogs and that wolves to, don't have. And they get to the, the little cute face, and it's yeah. like people go like, oh. For the readers at home, Kay is doing lots of really cute faces with his eyebrows. <laughs> it's, ador- it's adorable. Uh, making their way out of the, uh, making their way across the river and out of the grab of Wrathful Ruth. Which I thought was a shame, because I, I rather liked her, and she seemed almost disappointed. It was, that they... it was a typical task to pass, like a, a, a barrier to overcome, a river to cross, literally in this case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of like the, the, uh, like the Odyssey. It's one of the, it one of the labors of our, our heroes. But they feel very emboldened by their success now. Finally, some positive reinforcement, I suppose. And a little... Which they never get from their AIs. Oh, no. I mean, the AIs are just slagging them and like bitching on them and like, why are you not hurrying up? And newly emboldened, this is when they arrive with the druids at the, at the hedge. And it's yes. a, it's a, it's a fun little, little community of right. actual druids. Right. It's the, it's the home of the Tuaday Danon. The, the, the mystical. Is that how you say it? Uh, two a day. I mean, that's like from their uh, imbibing habits. <laughs> <laughs> two a day, Dannon. That's what that's what they're called. They they live in this in this henge that they they claim to be the the mystical keepers of. But of course, the the like, henge is much older. It's like three two thousand years old at this no point. No idea what Not. it's for. Just like faking it. But they do know that certain herbs grow there very well, which are extremely popular among the local populace, oh. which they, uh, which they deal responsibly in low doses, having, having two a day themselves. It's just a little, like, hippie marijuana commune. They've got their, like, this mystical aura talked about them, which is exactly where our two heroes are, like, homing in on this location. Yeah. They've been told that this, oh, well, if you're into that kind of questing type business, you have to go there and, uh, talk to the two a day. Uh, and it is a fortuitous time because the, uh, uh the two a days, are under siege from the bandit king. Ah, yes, Kukulun. Well, he's not really a bandit king, but like Kukulun. that's what. Oh, look at you! The, uh, um, uh, is that the Hound of Ulster? Yes, exactly, the Hound of Ulster. That's yeah. the one. It's like he, he he killed a man's hound, and then he was uh, had to serve as the hound until uh, a new one could be bred and raised. A vulgar punishment, of course. Right, but very handsome, very strapping young lad, very mm-hmm. good at fighting. Did a little heroic dying later on in his career, but his, this was still in his like young brash days when he was running about the countryside again, like Mister Myers, Myers, Myers. My, oh, my okay, 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 okay. Showing good, that, like, good. his disregard for his... If it is disregard, then it's sort of an anachronism. Oh. Yeah, that's a good choice. But yes, yeah, so this this future hero, Cucullan, quite the rogue in amassing his, his power through banditry, mm. uh, uh, from the perspective, at least, of the uh, of the two-a-day Danon, the, the pipeweed druids. Yeah. And it's sort of, it sort of remind me of Seven Samurai or, you know, the, the Magnificent Seven or uh-huh. like they, they latch on these new visitors. One of them extremely clever, uh, the, the, the bard Yolo who solved Ruth O'Dare's uh, uh, impassable riddle. Uh, and the other, uh, uh, the strapping Boudicca, which I think is a peculiar name. Isn't that a lady's yeah. name? But you don't ask that of someone with 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 a pecs upon pecs and a, and a and a giant sword that he. No, it seems like the kind of thing that you kind of really want to steer away from. Well. Well, yeah, well, it's a good thing he never really needs it. I exactly, mean, I mean, Colin would have liked just like chopped him up into dog meat. Oh no, wait, that's like. Yeah. No, that's there. That's there. <laughs> that's well, there. So at this point, we meet a few of the we meet a few of the druids, uh, such as uh, uh, Peter and Gabriel and Michael Jagger and Robert <laughs> Dylan. Uh, and my favorite was Bonnie John Jovi. Yes, um, you'd think that these people would be bards not druids but they, right. they do. uh, certainly someone like james hendrix or yes. uh, the less rep- popular petty tom but the leader of course is credence clearwater the second now uh, that's a proper druid name yes like this is his revival right of the yes. druidic culture he's the one who brought everyone together and taught them what get- he believed was was druidic wisdom yes i suspect he was another quantum leaper did you get that too yes absolutely we've got this this sort of trinity between uh, between yolo and Boudicca and uh, uh, and credence of which yeah i'm pretty sure 
he's supposed to also be a time traveller. Do you think they're getting suspicious of the other one at some point, or are they completely clueless at the end? I understand why you, why you ask that. But I think that most of their curiosity and suspicion about each other was driven by their, their asshole AIs. I'm mm. wondering if maybe... The AIs are a little bit, know a little bit more than they're letting on. Pliny and Paracelsus might have been becoming aware of each other and, and just playing cyber pranks on their two hapless puppets. Uh. As you recall, the ending was was rather abrupt and, and, uh, and bizarre. Yes. And I think it's the, like the interference of all of these time travelers, these quantum leapers. It starts to become a bit of a, the, uh, a quantum the, entanglement. Ah, yeah. The quantum entanglement, which opens the... the Electron tunnel, a portal in the middle of the uh, uh, of the hand. Ah, yes, well, of course, it's the summer solstice solar eclipse. At which point, uh, at the equinox, at the equinox, during a syzygy and an alignment, and and Mercury's in the house of Aquarius, and then the wolf well opens. Yes, wolves all over the place. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 dog meat is like he is torn in his loyalties, much like my my beloved Velociraptor buddy Guinevere was torn in her in her allegiances between uh, between our friendship and her her own people who are now on the other side of these of these walls but yes carnage erupts it's really quite horrible because um, wolves as much as we as we admire them as a, as a species and we are very pleased that the wolf has has returned to the Netherlands in particular we have wolf puppies now yeah, oh, spotted them they're, they're adorable okay. but yes in this case lots of ravenous, teeth mostly supernatural wolves. wolves pissed off at being torn from their pleasant wolf haven there's a literal outpouring. Two a day scrambling to to catch their weed and climb on top of the hinges and like sit there and like get the wolves <laughs> nipping at their legs and <laughs> yeah. ankles and trying to protect their stash and just hungry. hoping that better warriors come along to hungry protect them. Hungry wolves, yes. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Yolo and uh, Budica are of course like putting up a fierce fight trying to get the uh, the wolves to fierce and stay grossly incompetent. Like well, they're just yeah. smashing I mean, about. Budica puts up a heroic fight as far as he can, and uh, Yolo is like not quite the swordsman. Like more the lover than the fighter. <laughs> Turns out you can use a harp exactly once to hit a wolf over the head, and that's the and end it does of- not make the sound you think it does. No, it just goes kind of twang, I suppose. Yeah, there's a, there's a sort of zip. zip. A now I say this as someone, and I and I'm very very. Like, it is a rare honour. I say this as someone who has literally seen a piano falling onto the street. Because Amsterdam, like, the buildings are, are very small and the stairs are very narrow, so large furniture has to be, uh, has to be hoisted up and through the, through the windows. And one of these hoists did not go well, and, like, a full piano that was being hoisted into or out of an upper-story story building just crashed. Mm. But you expect... Right, that's what they that's what they say yeah. in, in in movies. That's not what it was. It was just like a crash, like a cabinet, and then zip, 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 zip as the as all the uh, uh, the uh, the strings just lashed about everywhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe the harp sounded better. Yes, I wouldn't want to call you a liar. So <laughs> funny joke. Okay, I love it. Uh, but somehow this seems to satisfy the AI condition to pull them out and uh, yeah the, through the electron tunnel and quantum leave them into the into the uh, next yeah the two, leaving the two a day with yeah the, the last the, what and hark echoing through the the yeah. henge as the as the wolf storm leaving the two a day trying to sort it out uh, eventually like building a fire and like chucking the last of their stash and they're trying to smoke the wolves out and then building presumably rather a, a productive relationship with uh, with the bandit king hmm. Who who realizes that uh, uh, he can now provide the protection for this this set of really productive growers? Yeah, to like go on a rampage of spreading their the happy weed through the yeah. Isles. while uh, uh, while our heroes Yolo and Boudica or whatever their their real names were, we never really learn no, much we don't. about them. We but don't. They, no, time travel has the has the Swiss cheese amnesia effect um, to 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 leap into the into the next world. 
uh, hoping each time that the next one is the last. It's the one the that brings them back home. home. Yeah. yeah, but not if uh, if Pliny 1.0 and Paracelsus have anything to say about it. Oh, something uh. tells me we're going to see these assholes again. So, what do we think about about this book? I mean, okay, what was your favorite scene? Maybe one that we haven't talked about. Oh, um, let's see. I think one of the my, my favorite scenes is when they're like they're having to deal with the big bear they encounter on the path. Oh yeah, turns out actually to be one of the shape shifting druids. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they find out the they, they're trying to sneak up behind this bear, trying to settle the famous old bet on whether or not bears indeed in the woods. <laughs> yes. uh, and <laughs> trying to be quiet and noisy about it until the bear just like turns around and goes like, Oh, you like, what are you trying to do? Uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah. where that also A little uh, privacy, please. Yeah, exactly. That, that was Bonnie John Jovi. It who was, was uh, who's practicing his, his bear essentials. <laughs> the bear necessities. necessities. I can't believe that we, we literally did Disney two weeks ago and you couldn't get bear necessities. For shame. I think that was a fun scene. It's a little, another little bit of anachronistic anachronism anachronism anachronistic yeah I think mine was uh, when when YOLO was was asked for a song and had to sort of freestyle rap his way through now I won't I won't repeat it here because it's it's really it's really quite nice to to read it but yes I appreciated the way that uh, he had to use his imagination when challenged to to just spin a tale that uh, uh, that he had barely prepared and never and never heard before yes it's a a talent I admire in people right yeah so how do we spinning whoa Yes. I mean, you were going to ask me how we're going to rate this book. How I mean, did you know? I would, I would think... Do you, you have, have an asshole AI whispering in ah, your ear? No, 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 no. But I think we're going to have to write, either rate it up, down, top, bottom, strange, or charm. Yeah, or strawberry. Isn't that a new flavor of No, pork? I'm pretty sure that's not in there. No? Okay. So, <laughs> I think one of those... I mean, it's I definitely go, strange. That's definitely right, but that's the obvious one. So, well, I mean, the obvious one looking at the cover would be top and bottom. Well, yes, but you can't rate them both. You have to pick one. So, I'm going to have to go with charm. To be I honest. was definitely charm. <laughs> yes, so charmed out of quarks. And I had, a, I had a really good time with it. I like a, a fish out of water story. Does that mean you can't get more fishier than these two? So. <laughs> Yeah. So what do we have in store for our readers Ah, next week? Next week's book is by James Kirkwood. It's called P.S. Your Cat is Dead. (laughs) Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we We only only judge judge a book book by its its cover. cover. (laughs) That's a very sad coda. Oh, P.S. Your Cat is Dead. Actually, the rest of the title of the book is Studious Eve, Your Wife Has Left You, Your Girlfriend's Bed Broken Up with you and you're the only person left you have to talk to is a naked bird you tied up in her baby kitchen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs>